this morning. So we are not a liturgical church, right? So we don't follow the lectionary. And all of those little kind of rules get a little foggy for me. I'm never sure exactly how it works. But if I'm correct, today is the first Sunday of Advent. There's four Sundays leading up to Advent. We lit a candle this morning. And Advent, of course, is a word that means coming or arrival or beginning. Uh, when we celebrate Advent at Christmas time, it, of course, is the Advent or arrival of Jesus. That's what we're talking about. And so the church uh, takes time, and I believe it's fitting to take uh, three or four weeks and really consider the arrival of Jesus. Uh, I was just during worship, I was struck again that, you know, we talk about somebody goes, you have something happen that was a life changing event, right? Well, the arrival of Jesus was a world changing event. It, it, was a, it was a world transforming event. It changed everything, the arrival of Jesus. And so it's fitting to me that we take a few weeks to stop and reflect. And I'm just going to encourage you guys all in your. Devotional time, you probably do this anywhere or, or whatever, just over the next few weeks to give some thought to that. Just take some time and meditate on and give some consideration to the arrival of Jesus and what Jesus means, what he means to the world, what he means to you, what he means to us. Um, that, that it, It's just such a power, powerful thing. And, and with that, the, uh, so the, the Advent candles, they're different colors, and I don't I don't understand the colors completely. They all mean something, but they, they basically represent peace, hope, joy, and love. And those are, again, qualities of life. We talk about a quality of life, right? So peace, hope, joy, and love are qualities of life, I believe, found only in Christ. I, I was thinking about it, and I thought, in this world, there is a semblance of those things. There's, there's sort of a a idea or a thought of peace and, a, and kind of an idea of, of hope and maybe a, uh, there's uh, an idea of joy. But the, the depth and the truth of those four qualities of life are really found only in Christ. So we're going to take the next four weeks and talk about those things. Beginning today, first candle, we're going to talk a little bit about peace this morning. And going back into the Old Testament, we're, we're, ta- we're told that the arrival of one, the advent of one would come who would bring peace. It says in Isaiah, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. Isn't that a good verse right there? Think, Just hold on to that one, okay? The government's on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, and I love this, of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. Um, such a beautiful prophetic promise. And, you know, it's, uh, it's a reality that we really do need to hold on to. Because it doesn't seem like that right now, does it? Does it, does it seem as you look around you that we live in a world that has a significant lack of peace right now. Um, we live in a world, on, I was thinking just on a global level, on a national level, uh, what we see is a lot of turmoil. We see protest. We see violence. We, were, uh, we went downtown Friday night. My niece and nephew were visiting from California. We thought we'd do Portland. We're going to hang out. 
So we're standing on, on Burnside in front of Powell's books. And a truck goes by, like a stake bed, with about 20 police officers in full riot gear standing on the sides of the truck, hanging on, just driving by. And my niece says, is that normal? And I said, well, not normally normal, but this time, right now, the last few weeks, it kind of has become the new normal. Um, you know, and, and so there, that didn't give me an overwhelming sense of peace, to be honest. I know the police are here to serve and protect, but when I see a bunch of them going by in riot gear, I'm just a little concerned. Something might be cooking that I don't want to be a part of. Um, on a national level, if you watch the news, which I don't know, maybe you don't watch the news, which is probably so much better. I, I, I really, I'm, I'm, I'm a conflicted person at that point because I really do, you know, I watch the news all the time and then I just get d- discouraged by it. But there, there's, there's not a lot of peace in there. There's a lot of everything that's not peace in there. And, and so on, the, on this big scale, on this big level, there's a lack of peace. But let's be honest, on a personal level, Sometimes I think there's a lack of peace in our own lives as well. Um, how many of you know that you know, Christmas, Advent, the arrival of Jesus, the whole thing has been co-opted by the consumer culture, and really now all it is is a big shopping frenzy. Anybody know that? Anybody realize that? Uh, you know, it, it so distracts from the meaning of, of what Christmas... How many of you... Let me just ask this. Let's be honest. Can we? How many of you feel additional pressure and stress in your life around Christmas? Yeah, I mean, there's a lack of peace. It just... It's not necessarily a peaceful time. I think for many people... And this is... I mean, I don't think this. This is statistically true. For many people, this is the, the most stressful time of the year. It's not the most peaceful time of the year. It's the most stressful time of the year. Um, so this morning, I want to just take a few minutes talk a little bit about peace. So uh, let's go ahead and pray. Father, thanks so much. Uh, You are the Prince of Peace. You are the ruler of peace. And we're told in Isaiah that of your government and your peace, there will be no end. And so we we ask that that peace would penetrate our hearts today and that you would bring uh, a a new understanding of what it means to have peace in you. In your name we pray. Amen. Uh, Moving forward into the New Testament, Paul tells the Philippian church, Don't be anxious about anything. Do not be anxious about anything. But in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Paul tells us that this peace... Uh, peace that is beyond our ability to even understand it, will guard our hearts and minds. A guard is a, a sentry. It's a protector, right? Uh, and, and the peace of God will guard our hearts and our minds. Profound statement when you think about it, because the lack of peace that we so often feel, where does it live? It lives in our heart and mind. It's, I was, you know, for me, it's, we're all wired a little bit differently, aren't we? But uh, when we feel lack of peace, it's, it's really 
it resides in one of those two locations. I know for me, uh, most often when I'm lacking peace, it's in the realm of my mind. I will be inundated with thoughts of uh, problems and things that aren't going well, and I'll be overwhelmed with them, and I can't sleep at night because my mind just keeps going over and over and over and over. And there's, you know, you end up in the worst case scenario. You just, you just all of a sudden, you, your mind just takes you to this place. And uh, even during the day, you know, your, your normal activities, which for me involves a lot of, of reading and concentration and kind of meditating and praying, and I, I find I'm, I'm I, I, you know, about five seconds into that process, and all of a sudden my mind is running away with me. So it's, it's, it's in my mind that I lack peace. Now, Donna's a little different than me. I think she feels it in her heart more. Lack of peace for her when there's grief or pain or that lack. It's, it's more in the center of emotion. It's in our heart. But all of us can identify with that in one way or another. The, that peace or lack of peace in our hearts and minds can be overwhelming at times, and it really can control you and take uh, control. So... How, how then do we access this peace, that guardian of peace over our hearts and minds that's beyond understanding? Paul tells us in the text, and he says it's in Christ Jesus. That's how we do it. It's by being in Christ Jesus. And you know, you might say, okay, well, yeah, I believe in Jesus, but I don't have that peace. And I would say there's a difference between believing that Jesus is the Prince of Peace and being in Christ, the Prince of Peace. There's a difference. Some, some of you remember about a year ago or so, I, I, Vineyard Vince, anybody remember Vineyard Vince? Little doll I brought in, he was praising the Lord, and I dropped him in the glass of water. And in the water, you could see him, it still looked like Vince. He was there, but he was completely surrounded. He was in Christ. That's really the idea is... Being completely in Christ. This is, a, this is a kingdom dynamic. It's a kingdom reality. The question about being in Christ is, are our lives fully submitted to Him? Are we in Christ? Are my, my finances submitted to Christ? Are my relationships submitted to Christ? Are my priorities and how I spend my time, are those things submitted to Christ? We're told to... Uh, seek first the kingdom of God. And sometimes I think we tend to, you know, parenthesize first. We'll seek the kingdom of God, but is that the first thing we seek? Or is it just one thing we seek? Um, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. Um, let me ask you this question. And this is off topic a little bit, but kind of on topic. But are, 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 you, are, are you doing what you need to do to take a Sabbath in your own life? Are you taking time to quietly be before the Lord and just kind of put yourselves in that place where you're cultivating that intimacy so that you can be, be in Him? The reason I ask that question is there's an internal and an external reality to being in Christ. So when we talk about submitting our finances, our relationships, our time, those are external things that are outside of my own life, and I want to submit those things to Him. But I want to submit my inner life, and I think maybe that's even more important. I want that to be in Christ as well. Our hearts and our minds need to be in Him in order for His peace to be a guardian. Uh, I just think that's so important. I, you know, th- this is, this, that Sabbath is the single most broken commandment. Do you know that? 
Think about it. Thou shalt not murder. Well, anybody killed anybody lately? I didn't think so. Good. Not a, most of us aren't murderers. You know, don't steal, don't lie, don't commit adultery. Well, the numbers are going to go up a little bit on some of those things, but still, most of us can avoid some of those things most of the time, right? We can kind of keep our, our, our lives in order to the degree that we don't uh, break those things. But how many of us will let a Sabbath slip away without really taking that time to just separate ourselves from the world and everything around, just be quiet before God and rest in Him? Because why? Well, we just have too much to do. And it's so easy. It really is the single most broken commandment. And you see it. It's, it's, it's apparent in the world that we live in. The rushed pace and the hurriedness of this world. And there's this lack of peace that circulates around us all the time. Um, so the Apostle Paul, of course, is the author of this uh, little text right here. He's writing. And I, I, I appreciate that Paul is a credible witness. Um, he's, he's not just blowing smoke at us here, right? When Paul says, the peace of God will guard your hearts and minds, peace that transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and minds, he, he really means it. You remember, of course, he's writing from prison. Um, not a fun place. So he's in prison writing this. But the rules are not as well defined then as they might be today. Paul doesn't really know what the outcome of his imprisonment will be. It's very, very likely. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a perfectly likely outcome that he'll be executed. He's facing death. He could just die in the cell, be forgotten about, or he could... Any moment, somebody could walk in the door and take him out and cut off his head. That could happen. That's a reality that he's facing when he says, don't be anxious about anything. In every situation, regardless of the fact that you might be in prison and or potentially facing death, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God, the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. It's one thing to have peace when everything's going well, isn't it? You know, it's, it's, it's one thing to have peace, you know, uh, uh, my, my job is good, my family's good, but, you know, our Thanksgiving table is like a Norman Rockwell painting, uh, all is good, all is good. And so I, there's the peace of God is in my heart, yeah, okay, that's great. Um, that doesn't transcend understanding, that's perfectly understandable, right? When, 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 when things are good, we have peace out. It's good. It's all good. Um, the challenge is this. Here, here, here's the deal, though. The transcending understanding part comes into play because all of those circumstantial things can change in a moment. Paul's life could have changed in a moment. Our lives can change in a moment as well. In the blink of an eye, and, and some of you know this, some of you have experienced it this past year, life can change. And things can go from good to bad. Relationships can go sideways. Health can go sideways. Uh, jobs can go sideways. Money can go sideways. All those things can change in a moment. It's not secure. It's not solid. It's not grounded in anything. Um, you know, we're, we're one crisis away. But uh, one thing does not change, right? Of his peace, there will be no end. That doesn't change. That's unchanging. And so... 
If we want to access peace that transcends understanding, uh, our identity, our value, our sense of worth, those things that really make us who we are, those things need to be grounded in Jesus and not in anything else. And they can't be grounded in Jesus and something else. That's, that's the, really the rub, I think, for us sometimes. It's that my peace, my security, is in Jesus and the fact that I have a really good job. My identity is grounded in the fact that I have Jesus and 5,000 Facebook friends. I'm just saying. Can't be grounded in the fact that, you know, I have Jesus and my hot body. It could change. (laughs) It's got to be in Jesus alone, just in Him. That's it. If your security, your identity, your value, your worth is in Him, that's the only way that you can come to that place. This is, that's what it really means to die to self. We talk about you know, so many different ways in Scripture. It talks about you know, dying to yourself. What does that really mean? That's what that means. It's letting go of all that other stuff and putting all of that security in Christ. That's what Jesus means when he says, if you want to save your life, you lose it. If you want to, how does he say it? If you want to, those who want to save your life will lose it. Whoever wants to, who loses his life for me will find it. I think I got it right. Um, is that right? This is that. This is that. This is what it means to lose your life and find it in Christ. My life is now in him, in him, and now I'm in a place where that peace that's beyond understanding. It doesn't matter if circumstances change. It doesn't matter if any of those things go sideways because if my identity and my value is in him, then it, it's still okay. It's still okay, and I can have that peace. Thank you. Um, the natives are restless. What? Peace is not in those kids. I, I actually love that. I love when I hear the little voices in there. It just reminds me that uh, they're, they're there. Um, so look, I'm going to close with this. We're a couple minutes early. Uh, in fact, Cindy, would you come up right now, please, and just provide me with some background music? La 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 la. Played so beautifully today. It's good today, man. It's good. They're always good. They're always good, but you know. Um, hey, just circumstances of life are what they are. Good, bad, or indifferent. We're all in it together. That's my little reminder this morning. Uh, again, I've been blessed in recent weeks just by the commitment and connection of this community with one another, people caring for each other, loving each other. We're in it together. Put all of our trust in Jesus. Put all of our trust in him. That's the place where that peace of God can, will transcend understanding. It might not seem like you're in a place where you could or should be peaceful, but you can still be peaceful in him. And that really will guard your hearts and minds. And and, and that is the reality of the world-changing event that happened at the advent of Jesus. He brought that reality into this world so that we could know and, and enjoy that sense of peace. So let's go ahead and stand up.